So we know from the research literature that the more you use social media, the more likely you are to feel lonely or isolated. We know that the constant exposure to your friends' carefully curated positive portrayals of their life can leave you to feel inadequate and can increase rates of depression. And something I think we're going to be hearing more about in the near future is that there's a fundamental mismatch between the way our brains are wired and this behavior of exposing yourself to stimuli with intermittent rewards throughout all of your waking hours. That's Dr. Cal Newport, and this is the Depression Detox Show. Here we go. And welcome back to the Depression Detox Show, where we share ideas and stories to change your relationship with depression. I'm your host, Malik Josephs. Happy Friday. So today we're wrapping up this week's topic of technology and social media with the brand new featured speaker, Dr. Cal Newport. And Dr. Cal is a professor at Georgetown University and the author of several books, with his most recent book being a New York Times bestseller. And he's here today to share a few reasons why we all should consider quitting our social media. Here's Dr. Cal Newport. Enjoy. Is what I think is a very important reality that we need to talk about more frankly, which is that social media brings with it multiple well-documented significant harms. And we actually have to confront these harms head on when trying to make decisions about whether or not we embrace this technology and let it into our lives. So one of these harms that we know this technology brings has to do with your professional success. So I just argued before that the ability to focus intensely to produce things that are rare and valuable, to hone skills that the marketplace values, that this is what's going to matter in our economy. But right before that, I argued that social media tools are designed to be addictive. The actual design desired use case of these tools is that you fragment your attention as much as possible throughout your waking hours. That's how these tools are designed to use. Well, we have a growing amount of research which tells us that if you spend large portions of your day in a state of fragmented attention, so large portions of your day where you're constantly breaking up your attention, take a quick glance, do a just check, let me just quickly look at Instagram, that this can permanently reduce your capacity for concentration. In other words, you could permanently reduce your capacity to do exactly the type of deep effort that we're finding to be more and more necessary in an increasingly competitive economy. So social media use is not harmless. It can actually have a significant negative impact on your ability to thrive in the economy. I am especially worried about this when we look at the younger generation coming up, which is the most saturated in this technology. If you lose your ability to sustain concentration, you're going to become less and less relevant to this economy. There's also psychological harms that are well-documented that social media brings that we do need to address. So we know from the research literature that the more you use social media, the more likely you are to feel lonely or isolated. We know that the constant exposure to your friends' carefully curated positive portrayals of their life can leave you to feel inadequate and can increase rates of depression. And something I think we're going to be hearing more about in the near future is that there's a fundamental mismatch between the way our brains are wired 
and this behavior of exposing yourself to stimuli with intermittent rewards throughout all of your waking hours. So it's one thing to spend a couple hours at the slot machine in Las Vegas, but if you bring a slot machine with you and you pull that handle all day long from when you wake up to when you go to bed, we're not wired from it. It short circuits the brain, and we're starting to find that it has actual cognitive consequences, one of them being this sort of pervasive background hum of anxiety. Now, the canary in the coal mine for this issue is actually college campuses. If you talk to mental health experts on college campuses, they'll tell you. Along with the rise of ubiquitous smartphone use and social media use among the students on the campus came an explosion of anxiety-related disorders on those campuses. So that's the canary in the coal mine. This type of behavior is a mismatch for our brain wiring. It can make you feel miserable. So there's real cost to social media use, which means when you're trying to decide, should I use this or not, saying it's harmless is not enough. You actually have to identify a significantly positive, clear benefit that can outweigh these potential completely non-trivial harms. So people often ask, okay, but what is life like without social media? That can actually be a little bit scary to think about. What I've found from people I know who've gone through this process, there can be a few weeks that are difficult. It actually is like a true detox process. The first two weeks can be uncomfortable. You feel a little bit anxious. You feel like you're missing a limb. But after that, things settle down. And actually, life after social media can be quite positive. There's two things I can report back to you from the world of no social media use. First, it can be quite productive. Be quite productive. So I'm a professor at a research institution. I've written five books. I rarely work past 5 p.m. on the weekday. Part of the way I'm trying to able to pull that off is because it turns out if you treat your attention with respect, so you don't fragment it, you allow it to stay whole, you, you preserve your ability to concentrate, when it comes time to work, you can actually do one thing after another and do it with intensity. And intensity can be traded for time. It's surprising how much you can get done in an eight-hour day if you're able to give each thing intense concentration after another. Something else I can report back from life without social media is that outside of work, things can be quite peaceful. So I often joke I'd be very comfortable being a 1930s farmer because if you look at my leisure time, I read newspaper while the sun comes up. I listen to baseball on the radio. I, honest to God, sit in a leather chair and read hardcover books at night after my kids go to bed. It sounds old-fashioned, but I'll tell you, they were on to something back then. It's actually a restorative, very peaceful way to actually spend your time out of work. You don't have the constant hum of stimuli and the background hum of anxiety that comes along with that. So life without social media is really not so bad. So we pulled together these threads, and you see my full argument for why I think not everyone, but certainly much more people than right now use social media. Much more people should not be using social media. And that's because we can first, to summarize, discard with the main concerns that somehow it's a fundamental technology you have to use. Nonsense. It's a slot machine in your phone. We can discard with this notion that you're not going to get a job if you don't use social media. Nonsense. Anything a 16-year-old with a smartphone can do is not going to be what the market rewards. And then I emphasize the point that there's real harms with it. So it's not just harmless. You really would have to have a significant benefit before you would actually say this trade-off is worth it. And finally, I noted that life without social media, there's real positives associated with it. So I'm hoping that when many of you actually go through this same calculus, you'll at least consider the perspective I'm making right now, which is many more people would be much better off if they didn't use this technology. What a great way to wrap up the week. And big thanks to Dr. Cal for stopping by to share his message. You can connect with him by visiting his website, calnewport.com. 
Amazon.com and check out his latest book titled Digital Minimalism, Choosing a Focused Life in a Noisy World. And if you like today's clip, there will be a link to the entire talk in the show description, as well as all the links to connect with Dr. Cal. When you get a chance, please subscribe, rate and follow the show on your favorite podcast player app or simply share it with a friend. And uh, all right, that is it for me. Hope you have a great weekend and I will see you back here next week. So until then, stay strong. Later. Later.